The Clary Podcast is brought to you by uh, academiccomposition.com. Go there if you don't want to write your liberal arts papers. Because why would you? Nobody wants to. Even the liberal arts majors don't want to write their papers. They just want to graduate with their degree and then think that they're going to be lucky and score a six-figure government job. But that's not going to happen to them either. Anyway, go to academiccomposition.com and have Alex and his crack team of writing staff write your papers for you. If you want to become a writer, contact Alex as well. He pays by the page at a fair market wage. And he also has marketing positions. We just post ads up on Craigslist. Both jobs are incredibly boring. Both jobs are not going to be rewarding. Both jobs are rewarding only in the financial sense that they pay. And you could do them remotely, uh, even from a beach in Thailand. Uh, we have my Amazon affiliate program. If you shop online through Amazon, well, then why don't you go and give the captain some money? Does it cost you any more? So how, does that ha- how can I give the captain money? And it doesn't cost me any more. All you have to do is go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Look for the Amazon banner. It's to the right. It's in the right. Don't tell me it's not there. It's there. I just checked it. Click on that banner. Do all your shopping there. And I get a 6 to 7% commission and cut for sending the traffic to Amazon.com. Doesn't cost you a penny more. <clears throat> Rattlerstrap.com. Check out Rattlerstrap.com if you're looking for a durable belt made by an entrepreneur. Uh, made with power paracord. It's what uh, they use in uh, parachutes, the cord that attaches to parachutes. He he makes belts out of those. InvisibleHandFashion.com. Born out of frustration from the inability of idiotic co-workers and a large leftist shithole to understand basic logic, InvisibleHandFashion.com serves up cold hard facts in both snarky and subtle forms on books, not books, sorry, on clothes, shirts, uh, bags, coffee mugs, that type of thing. They're a merch account. And they have a lot of cool shirts with charts and data and economics. They will certainly start a conversation that's assuming people are smart enough to look at them long enough to figure out what the heck that shirt means. Steve Jerky. Go to Facebook.com slash Steve's Jerky. If you are interested in getting some jerky, it's better than the average jerky, a lot better. Um, he's no longer selling it by the gallon. He invested some better equipment, and he now sells it in five-ounce packs. They sell for $10 a piece, plus five bucks shipping. If you buy three or more, he will cover the shipping, that's facebook.com slash Steve's Jerky and businessbuyeradvantage.com. In order to get ahead and take advantage of tax laws and maximize your lifestyle, you need to be in business for yourself. It's faster, cheaper, easier, and less risky to buy an already successful business than it is to try and do a startup. Access tons of free information about how to go and buy and sell a business at businessbuyeradvantage.com. If you like what you see, you could go deeper by taking the Business Buyer Advantage online course. Use the discount code Clary to get a special price. Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. And now, your host... Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Yawn. Oh, how you guys doing? This is the Clary Podcast. Oh, the old captain is tired. Oh, is the old captain tired? The old captain had to come down to the Southern Command and work on his buddy's place. 
That's the agreement. That's the contract. That is the accord we have. I keep the place fixed up. I can stay here pretty much whenever I want. Um, and that's the deal. And then as per, I don't know, it was a month ago, two months ago, I told you guys about the scorpion problem, right? That we there was a scorpion in the house, but it was dead. And the autopsy really suggested I had stepped on it with my rattlesnake skin boots. How's that Western for you? Killing scorpions with rattlesnake skin boots. And uh, it's kind of like, I didn't look like it. And there was a wet spot on my boot. And you wonder, well, how wet can scorpions be? They got to have a little bit of something in them. And there were no other scorpions. And that sent me forth on a three-day caulking experiment. So I became an expert in scorpions. Uh, and if they say, ah, yeah, the scorpions, they're not that bad. It's like a bee sting. Except for this one. Except for this one. And then I looked at that scorpion that was dead, and I looked at the scorpions I found outside. Oh, it's that one. Symptoms include frothing at the mouth, convulsions. You'll be confused thinking that you're actually having a seizure. But no, you don't have to go to the hospital. You just sit there and suffer. Like, the hell, the hell, if that's going to happen to me. So then that set forth a very rap. I've never studied anything so intensely in my life. Not finance, not economics, not redheads with big boobs and tight asses and long hair. Uh, it was the symptoms. Of, hey, you know what? Let me pull it up. Let me show you why I was so prompted. Let's pull this up. Hang on, we'll get this here. Symptoms. Symptoms. Arizona bark scorpion. Uh, symptoms. Treatments is just to sit there and suffer. I don't have to go through the the treatments. Oh my God, this is even worse. I don't even know what half these things are. A list of symptoms mentioned in various sources for Arizona bark scorpion poisoning includes the 24 symptoms listed below. Holy shit. Abnormal eye movements. Agitation. Ataxia. I don't even know what that is. AV block. Blurred vision. Dysphagia. Hang on, what's dysphagia? Refers to difficulty in swallowing. Oh, that's not fun. What's that? Ataxia. Uh, failure of muscle muscular coordination. Oh, Jesus. Muscle twitch, twitching, hyperglycemia, increased salvation, increased reflexes. Oh, maybe it's a superpower. He got bit by a scorpion so frequently he became Scorpion Man. He had increased reflexes and ataxia, high blood pressure, hypothermia, myo, myo, myoclonus. Oh, that, that, that sounds horrible. What's myoclonus? Contraction of a single muscle or muscle groups. His left side spasm constantly. He called it leptospasm beam. Look out at Scorpion Man. Pain. Parasthenia. None of this is good. Paresthesia is the abnormal condition in which a person feels a sensation of burning, numbness, tingling, or prickling. Oh, yeah, I talked to the neighbor. The neighbor guy says, oh, yeah, I got bitten twice. Yeah, my arm, I didn't feel it for the rest of the, you know, two weeks. I'm like, oof. Restlessness, seizures, slurred speech, stridor. What the hell is stridor? Noisy breathing such as wheezing. Hmm. Uh, 
rapid heart rate, rapid breathing, sweating, vomiting, more information. <laughs> We're not done yet. A bite from the Arizona bark scorpion contains chemicals toxic to the nerve system. It could cause serious life-threatening systems. Yeah, there was one of them saying frothing at the mouth. And uh, I don't want to froth at the mouth. Frothing would indicate like you're rabid, like you don't know it. It's like you're somewhat unconscious, kind of zombie-like state. What would be worse is if you're conscious and you're frothing at the mouth. You're like, oh my God, I'm frothing at the mouth. Imagine a very laid-back, calm person frothing at the mouth. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, Anyway, so uh, after I found out about those symptoms, I went to war. Went went on the war path, put on my war paint, and became an expert at scorpions. And uh, caulked the living hell out of the house, because that's what you got to do is prevent the scorpions from... They can can fit in... uh, Anything the size of a credit card, they could squeeze in. I was like, oh, good. And then you look at the house. I was like, there's a lot of credit card with cracks here. And then I just caulked the living hell out of it. Caulked it so much that if we have a biblical flood, this house is going to float. And then uh, nothing really kills them except boric acid, but you have to find them and apply it directly to them. But you can use boric acid power to prevent, like create a perimeter. So I had to pick up my flight the last time I was out here. I only initiated, you know, I just started the war. This was this was like you know, like the build-up, like, okay, we're going to lay down some preliminary defenses. Then I went through the stage of building up my army like the United States did after it got attacked in Pearl Harbor. And did I come back with a vengeance? I went back and I picked up, because scorpions, they feed off of other little bugs. Don't know why they need such drastic poison if they're going to eat little bugs. Doesn't make any genetic sense or evolutionary sense. Well, this little thing that eats little bugs, we're going to give them this massive toxic capability to wipe out elephants. Make people froth at the mouth. So um, I had done all my studying and research. I had a plan. I had a plan. I put more planning into this than Eisenhower did D-Day. And so I got uh, I got a sucker, like a, a yard vacuum, essentially it is, and a mulcher. And I went out there and I took out all, all the leaves and all the trimmings and the brushes and the stuff. Basically, the idea is to eliminate their habitat. You could kill them directly by stomping on them and spraying them with specific spray or boric acid. Um, but you, you don't see them unless you're going to go out at night. You You prefer to not have to go hunting for them all the time, so... You want to get them, you want to make it so hostile in your yard, in your house, that they're not, either can't get in or they don't want to get in. And so I was caulking the, 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 not the fences, the walls. Everybody's got walls out here in Henderson. It's all walls. And um, sucked up all the leaves and the dead branches and everything else. Uh, sprayed bug spray that doesn't affect scorpions but kills off their food. And uh, what else did the old captain do? Oh, and then I laid down a, a a layer of cedar oil spray. I felt very organic. I felt like those girls, they're all getting into that oil shit. The essential oil stuff, your girls probably do that. <clears throat> this is, this is going to help you relax. This is a relaxing oil. It's made with myrrh and, and citrus oil. It's very relaxing. Just whiskey would do the same thing, I suppose. 
But cedar oils, oh, cedar oil. I watch a ton of videos, all these scorpions, you put a drop of cedar oil, and then they freak out and they go. And now I'm starting to understand, see, at first you're afraid of the unknown. Then you get to know your enemy, and then you're not afraid of them. Then it's vengeance. And now, I, I won't lie. They say, all right, you, you do this preventative stuff, okay? You, you put down this, the cedar oil, the tears, and it's good. But then when I saw how cedar oil just fucks with them, like, they go crazy. And I'm kind of like, well, it'd be kind of cool to, like, experiment with them a little bit and, and, and go hunt them. And what's really cool is at night when you hunt them, they're fluorescent. So you, I bought a $10 black light, and you go out there, and they light up, man. It's the freakiest, scariest thing at first. Like, I, you're not going to want to sleep that night. But after a while, you're kind of like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then you go hunt, you know, scorpion hunting. You're like, yeah, I'm going to go hunt some scorpions. I'm going to kill them. And then, you know, show the GF. I'm like, look, there's a scorpion. Ah, oh, well, that's kind of cool. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is kind of cool. But now I'm kind of thinking, well, these videos, swear to God, I'm going to be turning into a hick. <laughs> they'll, they'll capture the scorpions, put them in some kind of jar. You know, they get a tweezer. Because scorpions don't dart. Uh unless provokes you, you could kind of pick them up with the tweezers and you put them in a, a jar and then you put cedar oil, just one drop of cedar oil, you seal it and they go crazy. It's like, yeah, let's torture the scorpions. This is entertainment. This, this, is, what we, this is what they do down in Texas. Yeah, let's, let's torture scorpions. I was thinking about making like, uh, this is where my mind goes when sitting in the shower. Not much else to think about in the shower. Like, God, I hope there's not scorpions here. I was like, well, you know, they're not that hard to capture. Um, and what if I got like some epoxy, like I got a little cube, uh, you know, like a, a mold, a mold of just a cube. I find something like maybe mothballs, knock them out. I put them into a jar I knock them out. I pull them out with tweezers and I put them in this like little mold and I pour epoxy in there and you, and it's clear, it's a clear epoxy and it dries and you got the scorpion in there and they make a nice little, you know, paperweight. Or something, and then I sell them. You know, like, hey, if I gotta go kill them, I gotta go hunt them. I might as well make money off of them. But uh, anyway, so they, I laid down the several lines of defense, removed their habitat, and I wanted to see how successful. You want to see if your work works, you know? Did I get an A plus? Did people like the meal I created for them? Are my students dancing well? Are there any scorpions back? And so I went out that night after I, I wiped out their habitat, just cleaned it all out, laid down more chemical weapons than uh, Assad over in Syria did. And there was one, one camp. I was like, how the hell did you get here? You know, and then he started thinking, like, how did he not bite me? You know, where, where's... And he, he was kind of tucked up and he got... He wasn't where they normally were, so I think it did... I did disturb his habitat and he had to move a little bit different. And I had to get underneath and kill him with a stick. Um, I was just... And then uh, the next night, which was last night, I went out there, didn't see a one. Didn't see a one. And so we got the cedar oil. That kind of keeps him away. I put down a perimeter of that. Oh, that's what I was going to say is I'm making cedar oil with water and putting it in a spray bottle. And spray the nasty, nasty scorpions. Go away, scorpions. Go the fuck away. And then I laid down the anti-insect thing, kill off their uh, their supply, their food source. And then the, the last thing is the boric acid. They say boric acid powder which in small doses is not harmful to humans, as far as you know. And 
you could you could put a a perimeter defense down, and if they if they even touch it, it starts to erode their exoskeleton. I'm kind of thinking like well, maybe I just pour some directly on one of those fuckers if I see them. But it also deters. Like they they'll go like, oh, I'm not going past that. And so if you put a little, not little, but you know. It would be like putting landmines down to keep Mexicans out of the United States. You know, I always thought a landmine field, land, uh, minefield would be the most effective. You know, you don't need to build a wall. Like, yeah, come on over. Yeah, you go run right across. Yeah, go right ahead. By the way, there's mines there. And if you take your life in your own hands, I don't want to hear bullshit about you. War crime. Like, nope, you did it to yourself. So it's basically the same thing. You put down this line of boric acid and they're not going to cross it. But then you get into inter-neighbor warfare where you find out that, okay, well, you, you defend your house real good. They'll just go to the neighbor's house next door. And what they say, the best way is you want to you get them all out of the neighborhood period so everybody's got to declare war on the scorpions communally. You know, like, you got to do that World War One. Russia joined up with the Slavs. The Slavs joined up with Italy. Italy joined up with Germany. Hey, let's go fight the British and the French or whoever the hell was in the war. I don't remember it. And uh, I don't care if they go to the neighbors, really. So, so I'm pushing them out. I'm pushing them out. Get them out there. Get them out. And so I'm going to lay down this. And I got to think how to do it because if you put it on the perimeter of the property... The scorpions that are in your property are going to go towards the house. They're not going to go away from the house. So what you got to do is you got to start from the center and slowly move out. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the the boric acid around the perimeter of just the house. And then, uh, and see, that's the problem is I'm not here all the time. And it's summer. There's no, no damn reason to come back here during summer. And then, uh, you know, put a, a slightly larger layer out and and then kind of push them out and then um and then finally push that line to where the property lines are and the fences are and the oh back is hurting where the the road is and then just keep that up keep that up keep that up so i spent the better part of an hour today looking for boric acid and you'd be amazed how hard it is to find some that you think would be a common chemical they have it at the homie depot and the lows and the and the menards uh but not not in quantities needed no no oh no i need tons i found a 55 gallon pail not 55 55 pound 45 pound pail five gallon bucket worth of boric acid I'm like okay that, that'd be good that'd be good that'd be enough so i got myself some gloves and breathing apparatus and all this other stuff and oh cappy's got him on the run that was the Battle of the Somme I had two days ago. That was the Battle of the Somme, except there, it wasn't a draw. It was, it was you know, decisively a win for Aaron Clary. And this, the kill ratio is 9-1, is to one. Clary 9, Scorpion 0. Not one sting. Not one, you know, going to the bathroom late at night with your shoes off. No! Getting stung in the foot, I can understand. Getting stung in the ball sack, hell no. Oh, no, no. That's what I'm afraid of. Fine, I get stung in the foot. My foot hurts for a while. Fine, I get stung in the head. But I do not want uh, uh, Mr. Clary down there, uh, you know, getting into the bed in my skivvies. Nope. No. No, no. Um, <clears throat> all right, that's enough. Let's do the 
Sponsors get that out of the way. Uh, oh, OlderBrother.com. We started that podcast, We Mean a Bunch of Other People. Uh, and the website is up, OlderBrother.com. Not complete. I got to add some links and some things and some stuff, and I got to improve the text. You guys all know my web programming ability. You have all been to assholeconsulting.com. But that site is up and running, and you'll find out what it's all about there. But basically, it's just another uh, podcast I'm running. There's a YouTube channel called Older Brother. I haven't been able to get the tailored domain name yet. And I haven't linked to anything on the blog yet because, well, the i got to get the image and artwork that's all coming in. In other words, I'm doing it methodically. So you could, you could search older, or you just go olderbrother.com. All the links are there. But the podcast is on the same RSS feed or SoundCloud account as the Clary podcast. So if you're tuning into this now, it's the one above or below. Every Tuesday at 6 p.m. we go Central Standard Time. And inevitably one of these days we will get the Super Chat donation option available on the YouTube channel. We do live stream. And then, what was it? Forney was talking about there's a super stream or some other donation. It's, it's, it's every week, every week. New social media thing, new thing. It's a damn arms race. It's a goddamn arms race. We gotta stay, and, and it's, I'm glad that these technologies are being uh, developed and created so that when YouTube decides, oh, hey, here's Super Chat, oh, we're taking it away. Hey, here's Monetization, oh, we're taking it away. When these these veritably bipolar type of social media companies, you know, if, if you're done dealing, like, oh, I'm going to go with this. But then it's taken away. What was that? Uh, VidMe. You guys remember VidMe? Oh, beautiful layout, wonderful platform. If they were just funded better, they would have definitely been a threat to YouTube. That had that had some legs it was growing. Oh, no, we don't have funding. Take it away. So whatever this Super Chat donation version is this time, I don't know what it is. I got to look at that. Item To-do to list item number 3,426B, subsection A, volume 6. Install, sign up, username, password, bullshit again. Provide your bank account for deposit. Oh, we have to approve. Wait. I got pissed off enough having to set up the Patreon account, which, by the way, you could go there too. I've given you an incentive now to go to patreon.com. There's, I'm doing 1950s housewife-style pinups, but they're not super clean either. They're a little bit risque. If you want to oh, what does it look like, go to patreon.com slash Aaron Clary, A-A-R-O-N-C-L-A-R-E-Y. Look at the most recent post. <clears throat> I don't post a ton of stuff there, but I'm going to have... I'm doing a lot of stuff, basically, to tell you. i got the Older Brother Podcast. we got the Patreon. There's going to be pinups headquartered at Patreon. The Older Brother Podcasts are going to be archived at Patreon, and they're also archived just a straight, old-school, old-fashioned MP3 archive. Episode 1, 2, 3, 4, 5... There it is. Click and download. Unless you're an Apple user. Let's you have your iPhone... Oh my God, I have to go through Steve Jobs' ass all the time to get my podcast. But if you're a real man, you want to just listen to your MP3s and transfer it like a real man does and got an Android, try to make it as user-friendly as possible. And for those of you that have uh, iTunes, it's the same thing. It goes to the same deal. I'm not getting a separate SoundCloud account just to do all that. Anyway, so I don't know what the what the hell that that 
Super Chat Substitute is. I don't know what Discord is. I don't care to know. I don't care what the kids are doing over at the Beckloff. I'm just going to tune in. Um, so, yeah, so check that out. Um, you can get the Clary Podcast archives on a thumb drive if you want. Shoot me an email. It's 35 bucks. It's a couple. I think the SoundCloud archive only goes back to episode 100, so you can get the first 75 podcasts. You said, well, wasn't it 100? You said it starts at 100. Shouldn't there be 100? Yeah, there should be, but I lost the original t- first 25, which you're not missing out anything on because they all sucked. Well, they didn't all suck, but everybody's got to get into their their groove. Uh, the Clary Podcast is also sponsored by KingsCastle.com. A King's Castle is a place for men who want to leave. Hang on, i got to expand this. Who want to leave a legacy in advanced Western civilization with daily articles by various authors, lively commenters who have both serious discussion and fun-loving jokes, a forum for more serious discussions, and even the occasional lulzy troll. You will want to make a King's Castle a daily visit or add it to your RSS feed. Whether you are a father, someone who wants to become one, or just a masculine man looking for more than just banging women, a king's castle is the next step in Manosphere sites that will encourage you to become a man with a long-term purpose. Stop by kingscastle.com today. They also have a YouTube channel. What the hell was Forney's one? Oh, did we get Forney get his, his, his balls in the sack? Um, not not unwarrantedly un, un, uh, so. Uh, but he, he, he has hope. He has faith in the future. He says the the Gen Xers are are too gloomy and pessimistic and all that. And I I almost want to make a bet with him. If we could get some economic metrics in there. Like, hey, by this year, if this doesn't happen, then you owe me a beer. If this year that doesn't happen, I owe you a, a scotch or something like that. Just for fun. But it's good to see that somebody has hope in, in the future. Uh, but what is his new site? Uh Terror Magazine. Let me look it up. Shoot it out to him. Uh, Terror House Magazine. Check that out. Terror House Magazine. TerrorHouseMag.com. So if you want, check that out. Um, as you all know, Forney's... Well, whether you agree with him or not, Forney's a good writer. Damn good writer. And the guy's got fucking hustle, man. The guy has got fucking hustle. He does not lie down. Um... So I, I do want to give a shout out to him. Uh, we got my Patreon I told you about. The Amazon affiliate program. If you haven't done uh, any uh, Amazon or online shopping recently and you got to go buy some stuff, don't go to Amazon.com. You want to go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com first. Look for the Amazon banner. It's at the bottom right. Not bottom. It's on the right sidebar a couple images down. It is there. Don't tell me you didn't see it. It is there. And if you get into that habit of going there first, it, the the link sends you to Amazon, but with some extra code that tells Amazon, hey, you came from Cappy, and whatever you buy, I get a 6 to 7% commissioning a cut. I advocate all of you men out there get nose hairs trimmers. Ladies, too, because I know sugar and spice and everything nice, and women don't sweat, we perspire. Uh, but get some nose hairs trimmers anyway, because nose hairs in women is kind of revolting. Everybody needs nose hairs trimmers. All I ask is that if you buy them, go through my Amazon affiliate program. Also, I'm, I'm going to start advocating men get trickle chargers. Every guy should have an extension cord and a trickle charger, and there's no better place to get your nose hairs trimmers, tickle, uh, tickle chargers, trickle chargers, and extension cords than by going through my Amazon affiliate program. We have my books, but hey, it's June. June is Worthless Degree Awareness Month. What better way to help out recent high school graduates and college 
freshmen who finish their first year like, that's not the way you said it was going to be. I thought girls would be lining up to suck my dick and I'd fuck a different girl every week and then you know, the teachers and professors would be smart and all the smart people. This is just like high school version 2.0. Like I've been telling you for 10 fucking years, but anyway, if you want to help out a loved one, you know, it could be a friend, could be your actual children, could be your niece or nephew, somebody graduating from high school or finishing up their first or second year in college, you're like, hey, man... Uh, why don't you get him a couple books that'll help? The first one being Worthless. Obviously, that book should be the number one bestseller. Every June should be the number one bestseller. Uh, very closely related, not as popular because nobody trusts me on this one. Reconnaissance Man. That is, I'd say, about the same time people should be reading Worthless, your sophomore or junior year in high school, you should be reading Reconnaissance Man. Although that is for anybody of any age. Then we have books that are not particularly related to the higher education bubble. We have The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. For any uh, black man who would like to get out of poverty and you're sick and tired of, oh, yeah, same old shit. Tell me, do they ever, I, I gotta know, I gotta know. For those of you who happen to be black, brought up black community, black family, and, and, and huge traditional black communities, Democrat strongholds. Don't Not, not the Heathcliff, Huxtable, uh, Carl Milton Banks, or whatever, what was that? Fresh Prince from Bel Air, not that. Um, do, do they ever tell you? Is there ever a Plan B in case Plan A didn't work? Like bitch and whine and moan and complain about Whitey and get more money from the government? Uh, was there a Plan B? Was there ever like, hey, you know, let's major in STEM or hey, let's let's fuck Whitey, let's act like the Asians? You know, is that ever? Or is it just the same broken record for coming up on six decades now? Because I'd imagine that's going to get rid of it. Anyway, if you're looking for an out and you want something practical that's actually going to get you out of poverty, not just complain about it, get the black man's got out of poverty. I would have written a book for the black woman's got out of poverty, but I'm sorry, guys. Those women just love government checks more than they love you. And I don't care if that's harsh because that's true. Based on their actions, black women just, they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about the black man. They just don't. They want their gimme dats. They want their fake college degrees. They... The, the concept of being a reliable, faithful, loyal wife um, just doesn't seem, don't need, you want to talk about don't need no man fish bicycle, holy shit. Uh, black women uh, own that, they got a monopoly on it. Don't, don't email me saying I know this one black, I know several black ladies, they're very nice. Hadria. Erica Shanta Williams, might as well plug her. Let's plug her. Erica Shanta Williams. Look at her if you're into in you know entrepreneurship marketing. Uh, a little bit more instructional here. I just yell at you and tell you to become an entrepreneur. She, her and Glendon Cameron are a little bit more hands-on. So if you're like, well, I want to become an entrepreneur, but how do I get hustle? How do I work? What? Erica Shanta Williams, Glendon Cameron, experts on hustle. Uh, so check those guys out. But yeah, I do know a handful of nice black ladies. We all do. I'm sure... Uh, trying to think uh you know you knew you knew a white guy who didn't cough but but by and large black women treat black men like shit and they're not open to new ideas they just want to bitch and whine and so the majority of them and so there was going to be no profit in writing a book for black women what was it that um oh jonathan sharp was talking about him the guy wrote the book Black, hang on, let's look this up. Let's look this up. This guy's smart. This cat is smart. 
Black single moms deserve mature men. Something like that. This guy... Oh, Amazon. This guy wrote a book. Um, black dude. Good-looking black dude. Smart hustle. Darn it. What is it? Let's go to Amazon. And he played right up, right up to it. Uh, black single moms. Let's look that up. No, uh, no. Who was the guy? Do a Google search. At first, you're like, "Oh, dude, that's right. that guy's just scamming," and then you're like, "Damn, that's a smart scam." <laughs> you're like tipping your hat, saluting the guy. Like, Good going. You you keep going. Uh, single moms, mature men. Is that it? Again, just a bunch of. Dating coach. Single moms are hot on the successful men market. Oh my god. All the lies. What is this guy? Everybody's yelling. All the guys out there. Oh yeah, it's this guy. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, Black single moms. How is this not showing up? It's such a blatant book. Uh, author. What else going on? It's like Mature Men is in the title there somewhere. Raising Princes to be King. A Single Black Mother's Guide to Raising. How the hell? What the hell is this? Oh, yeah, you got you got the wisdom? Right, right. Raising Princes to be Kings. Well, go find the fucking father. How's that? How's that, huh? Maybe you find the dad, then... uh, Somebody will... I I wish I could give the guy a shout-out because it was a a perfect idea. Anyway, so he wrote that book and made money on that, and I'm writing the book for the black guys to help you guys out. But unlike his book, which is all bullshit and lies, but that's the only thing women consume, apparently, uh, this is all hard truths. It's going to piss you off. It's going to make you angry. You're going to not like the solutions, but that's how the real world works. And if you do it, you're going to have results. So, black man's got uh, poverty. Give it to any black man or yourself or anyone you care about. Same thing with worthless. Uh, Bachelor Pad Economics, that's for everybody out there, including women. It's not just for uh, men. Uh, Women are allowed to read it, too. Again, like all my books, you're not going to like what it says because it's not Oprah-y. You're beautiful and amazing, and you all get cars. No, it's pretty much, yeah, you got to work hard and suffer and sacrifice, and hopefully by the time you're 40, it pays off, hopefully, but no guarantees. Enjoy the decline, living and accepting with the death of the United States. Curse of the high IQ, that's for everybody tuning in. That doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what you're from. Uh, Curse of the high IQ, check out that book, because in some regards, it does suck having a high IQ. Poor Rich's Retirement, that's for everybody who does not have enough saved up for retirement. That's all of you. Don't tell me you got your quarter million dollars already saved up. You don't. And then we have other people's books, Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill. Two books by Adam Piggott. You can tune into his podcast by going to Adam, I'm sorry, not Adam Piggott, PushingRubberDownhill.com. 
Him and the Great One, um, they have a. He has his own podcast. The Great One has his own podcast. Uh, but then they come together to do the Greasy Pole podcast, and I was a guest on their show that recorded last week, but it won't be published until the fifteenth. And we didn't talk about anything. Well, we did talk about stuff important, but it wasn't like we had a script. It, we were just bullshitting. It was a good conversation. Uh, so tune into that. Uh, we have Kerry Lutz's Viral Podcasting. You can find him by going to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com. Glorious Carl's book, Trade the Ratio. All these books, all of them, available on paperback, Kindle, and most in audiobooks, at least mine. So you could find them. Uh, what was it? Uh, who was it? Oh, a guy was complaining about the 21 rules to success or something. He said, like, why is everybody recommending this is the greatest book ever? I read it and it's, it sucks. It's horrible. I said, hey, you should have just waited for the movie to come out. <laughs> the irony of the author who doesn't read books. Although the GF got a good one out. I don't know if she got it from somewhere else, but we were out golfing yesterday. And I had a long putt. And I made it. And she's like, you know, you don't read books, but you sure read greens. I'm like, I'm so using and plagiarizing that, like, I don't read books, I read greens. And then only snooty, elitist type people get that joke. Oh, 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 funny I say there, Aaron. Ha, ha, ha. Although I don't think I could join a golf club with the name Aaron Clary. Ugh. I need something with a lot more syllables. Winston... McCormick, now nah, Irish, what do we, what do we need? What are those East Coast names, like from the 1890s? There's Rockefellers, Carlisles, Vanderbilts, Fiddlehopper, what, I gotta get Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt 3, Rockefeller 4. What do we gotta get? Chadwick, there, that'd be my first, this will be my golfing name. This will be my golfing alias. Chadwick, that will be my first name. Middle name. Something. Middle, Chadwick Darius. Darius was a king uh, before Xerxes. The only reason I know this is I have a buddy Darius. And then I was listening to um, the, the Byzantium uh, Empire podcast. And, oh, King Darius came in for person. I'm like, Darius? Oh, shit. I thought it was just his mom named him some black guy's name. And, no, there's actually a real guy named Darius. Chadwick Darius Linderhofer something Hoffer. Chadwick Darius something strong. Something Hopper. Hoffer. Stryker-Hoffer, no, that's too strong, almost comical. Chadwick Darius something-Hoffer. Ludenhofer. Hmm. Yeah, maybe we could fit in the Scorpio. Chadwick Scorpio, no. Chadwick Darius Piddlehofer. That sounds about right. Yeah, they wouldn't understand the word piddles, a mockery upon them because they're all up their own ass. Chadwick Darius Piddlehofer IV. There we go. That's my golfing name. I will set that up when I join a golf club, which I won't. Oh, my God, I looked into that. 
You usually think I'm going to join this golf club and I'll get cheap golf. No, you just pay more money. But you get to use our facilities, sir. Ha <laughs> ha. What's that? Well, you got a bar. I'm like, there's a bar down the street that charges half of what you guys. Matter of fact, I could just bring a bunch of those little bottles, put it in my golf bag. You wouldn't know I could get hammered on your own golf course. You did. But it's the prestige there, sir, uh, Chadwick Darius Piddlehoffer, the fourth. <laughs> Mr. Piddlehoffer. <laughs> there we go. They're going to work on my Winston Howell. Yes, oh, yes. I'm Chadwick Darius Piddlehoffer, the fourth. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Driving Mercedes <laughs> when I was a teenager, old chap. No, I have to do Bentley or better, you know, B or B. <laughs> let's, all right, let's get back to the world. What are we going to do? Uh, glorious book, or Glorious Carl's book. All available, paperback, Kindle, Amazon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Then we went down. I don't read books. I read greens. Chadwick Darius Pittlehofer the fourth don't read no books. He reads greens. While sipping on martinis with the fucking sweater tied around his neck with some girl named Ginger. But Chadwick, I thought you were taking me to the Hamptons. Baby, shut the fuck up, I swear to Christ. Alright, now we're going more into the moonlighters, honeymooners. Assholeconsulting.com, check that out. You guys need advice, you know, got the old captain here. Just shoot me an email and expect to shoot me some money. Uh, please be wise. Please be smart. Drop the 25 bucks on average on an email. Drop the $35 on average for a video. Before you drop 100 grand on some bullshit. To- I had a client today. Just a client today. He's going to school in California, lives with his folks. I'm like, oh, you know, California has pretty good in-state tuition, you know, and uh, he lives at home, so he should be getting by, and he's got a full scholarship. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. This is wonderful. Yeah, but I might have to stay another year. I'm like, oh, well, you know, so what? What is that going to cost you? Like five, six thousand, fifty thousand dollars I'm like, what fucking school are you going to? With fifty thousand, fifty. So that meant, you know, if he didn't have tuition, and uh, not tuition, if he didn't have scholarships and all this, that was two hundred thousand dollars for a four-year degree. Uh, not in California, but it's a house in other places. So, you know, honest to God, I'm perfectly morally happy with asshole consulting because I have saved people's lives so many times over. You get a higher, you're not going to find rates of return anywhere comparable in the stock market compared to what you could get at asshole consulting. So quite literally, you know, pennies, pennies on the dollars, pennies of prevention are worth pounds of expense, pain, and agony later. Jacobsadultplayground.com, I got to hook up with him while I'm out here. He lives out in Vegas. Check that out before you come to Vegas. Especially if it's your first time. Don't do not do Vegas like roaming around randomly and like... I saw this on the side of a bus. It says naked chicks with titties. Uh, what else? Um, if you want to advertise on the podcast, you can. $50 a month. Chad Elkins, he's not taking new clients because he's that busy. But he is looking for girls. Ladies, if you're hot and single... Emphasis on hot, single optional, just as long as you're hot. <laughs> He's available. TJ Martinell's available there too. Any of you girls want to go? I got two good guys lined up ready to go. The great one. The great one himself lined up ready to go. Lots of guys 
Lots of guys. If you can't find the man, I'll find you a good man. Where have all the good men gone? Eh, they're scattered across the country. But we got... I did. I set up chat on a date. It it, it went it went well, but it was interesting, he told me. And I won't splurge or sp spill. I won't spill on Chad Elkins' dating life. But it was... Uh, let's just say the dating... Uh, service I intend on offering through OlderBrother.com is going to need a little tweaking, a little work. Going to need a little tailoring. Going to work out the bugs on that one. The League of Extraordinary Podcasts. When you're sick and tired of listening here, you can go somewhere else. World Class Bullshitters, check those guys out on YouTube.com. 405Media.com, our good friend John Grant. He's got a whole bunch of different podcasts there, including... The Safety Doc, Dr. David Perodin. You can find him at safetyphd.com as well as 405media.com. Obsidian Radio, he's on YouTube. Financial Survival Network, mentioned our good friend Kerry Lutz. Conto Talk, our friend Silvio Conto down in Dallas. Go to Uncle Silvio. Uh, tune in to him at blogtalkradio.com. Blowmeuptom.com, you guys know that, uh, you all know Tom Likas. Economic Invincibility, search that guy on the YouTube. He is dry, but very, very succinct. Very shrewd in his analysis and philosophy. I, I've been kind of binging on him a little bit. Our good friend, Brother O'Shea Jackson, out in Poland. Check him out. Rich Cooper, Entrepreneurs in Cars. You can find him on YouTube and Small Scale Life Podcast. Got that, search that. TJ Martinell, talked about him at tjmartinell.com. Jim Fear, 138.blogspot.com. Jim Fear, 138.blogspot.com. He has a blog, obviously, but he also has a podcast. Uh, and he does all the audio work for my books. So if you're looking for somebody who's a fast, professional, and efficient, check that out. Also, check out our favorite non communist science fiction writer, Michael Kingswood. You can check him out at podcast. No. What was the website? Just search Michael Kingswood. You'll find him and his books as well. And then mtfunow.com. I'm back here. I got my coffee mug that has MTFU on it now. But go to mtfunow.com and thefuckupnow.com. Check out those guys at another website in the long list of Manosphereian websites. And that should be it for that. Now listen, man. I like the news. You guys like the news? I don't know if I believe this study uh, because academia... It has laws that you should never trust a study coming out of colleges and universities, given the rank bias to the left, which is even worse than than journalism. Uh, but journalism is, you know, they claim, oh, we're owned by the IBS, but you're journalists, you're really not impressive people at all. Uh, but oh, professors, a study. This is this is unbiased. It just happens to be ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Our conclusion is we just need more people's money. That's it. We just need to tax people more. Because we know what we're doing. We're professors. We've been here our entire lives. We've been here since we were 18. We never left. We've never worked in the real world. We're just like people with doctorates in education. We've never taught in the classroom, but we're going to tell you how to do it. So this is from the Stanford Biz Gra Graduate Graduate School of Business. Not regular. This is no, no, you got to get your MBA. And I'm kind of surprised because they're actually pointing out that being a corporate cog is bad. So I'm kind of, I'm wondering, you know, oh, did, did someone pull their heads out of their own academic asses and now they're actually being empirical about it? 
or even more than empirical, independent-minded? Is that what... The workplace is killing people and nobody cares. A new book examines the massive health care toll today's work culture exacts on employees. I'm... Again, I haven't been in it in a while, but I think it's just gotten worse. I mean, it was pretty bad in the in the 80s and the 90s, but I can only imagine as more and more psychotic people populate the the populace and get into the ranks of management. Oh my God, you thought Gen X was bad managers. Could you imagine having a millennial MBA? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Jeffrey Pfeiffer has an ambitious aspiration for his latest book. I want this to be the silent spring of workplace health, said Pfeiffer, a professor of organizational behavior at the Stanford Graduate School of Business. All right, let's look you up. Before we go any further, I want to know if he's ever worked a real job. Am I even... I'll give a recording. Jeffrey Pfeiffer. Oh, God, look at him. Baby boomer. Baby boomer without testosterone. Baby boomer, your generation will be dethroned. As an American business theorist and Thomas D. D., the second professor of organizational behavior, which is bullshit, say, at the Graduate School of Business at Stanford University is considered one of today's most influential management thinkers. Has he ever ran a business? It's like naval warfare historians. Have you ever commanded a ship? Were you in the Navy? No, you just sit there and jerk off and do podcasts about it. Uh, Graduated from high school, web school, California, BS and MS degrees, Carnegie Mellon University. In what? PhD from Stanford. He began his career at the business school at the University of Illinois and then taught at the University of California from 73 to 79. So how old is he? Let's do the math. 46 plus 22 puts you at 68. Uh, how long was he at Illinois? He has he has less than five years real-world working experience. He just went right to academia. Pfeiffer has given talks at 39 countries. Oh, well, suck my dick. I've given talks at a lot more because of the fucking internet. They give me even a little map to show, hey, you've been listened to in pretty much every country in the world except North Korea. Taught management seminars for numerous companies and associations in the United States, including Sutter Health, Mayo Clinic, Kaiser Permanente, and all the other. Served on boards, work. Research interests, writings, publications. He's been in academia his entire fucking life. Uh, see now, now I, I can't, I can't believe this guy. I don't believe him. Uh, leadership, yes. <clears throat> he wrote a bunch of books. So did I. Wrote a column. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't. How many followers is it? Please tell me he doesn't have more Twitter followers than me. I know it's not the perfect metric, but it's a ballpark. God damn it, he's got more followers than me. Not a lot. Not a lot. But then again, I'm half his age. And I actually have real-world working experience, so no wonder I'm catching up to you quick, you fucking academic putts. 
We are harming both company performance and individual well-being. Well, where the fuck was this 20 years ago, huh? Like the gal who came out, what was she? She's a journalism professor, says, hey, you know, these degrees aren't worth it. She was a baby boomer fuck like you, dude. And now you're kind of, hey, you know, lying about job descriptions and, and everything else and duties and then changing. And you know what? That might have taken a toll. Before I die, I'm going to point it out because I'm an old baby boomer professor. Or for, sorry, professorial fuck. Uh, there's much damage being done. Dying for a Paycheck, published by Harper Business. Oh, you got connections. And released March 20th, maps a range of ills in the modern workplace, from disappearance of good health insurance to the psychological effects of long hours and work-family conflict and how these are killing people. Really? You needed a book for this. Pfeiffer recently sat for an interview with the Insights. The following has been edited for length of clarity. I was struck by the report of Robert Chapman, CEO of Barry Weimiller, standing in front of 1,000 other CEOs saying, you are the cause of the health care crisis. No, it's people stuffing their faces. Uh, it's true. He takes three points and puts them together. The first point, which is consistent with data reported by the World Economic Forum and other sources, is that an enormous percentage of the health care cost burden in the developed world, and in particular in the U.S., comes from chronic disease. Things like diabetes and cardiovascular and circulatory disease. Please don't say how you pronounce diabetes wrong. I know how it's pronounced. You begin with that premise. A large fraction, some estimates are 70% of the disease burden in the U.S. is from chronic diseases. Second... There's a tremendous amount of epidemiological research, literature that suggests that diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and metabolic syndrome, and many health-relevant individual factors such as overeating and under-exercise, oh, and drug and alcohol abuse come from stress. Well, they put that in their mouths. And third, there's a large amount of data that suggests the biggest source of stress is the workplace. So that's how Chapman can stand up and make the statement that CEOs are the cause of the healthcare care crowd. Oh, you guys don't give a shit. You academians, if you actually gave a shit, you'd lower your tuition. You wouldn't have diversity, assistant reserve, vice, break glass in case of emerge diversity uh, uh, counselors and chaplain, chaplains, chaplains, well, chancellors. That's the word I was looking for. You guys could have done this at any point in time. At any point in time, you people could have made life. And how many of you CEOs are going to let people work from home? None. So shut the fuck up and everybody get fired like that goddamn Yahoo ex-CEO whose name escapes me now. Has this connection always been there or has there been an evolution in workplace culture that got us to this point? I, nothing's really changed in 30 years. I think the connection, as just described, has always been there because the physiology and etiology of disease have not really changed. But I would say that with all the evidence I've encountered, and it's not perfect evidence, I've seen nothing inconsistent with the statement that the workplace has generally gotten worse. Job engagement, according to Gallup, is low. Distrust and management. Yay, you baby boomers. Oh, remember the days when you used to, oh, I'm going to work for the loyal company. Oh, you boomers. You guys, so, kick the, you screwed the pooch on that one. You so, you lied. You lied every time about job descriptions and you screwed people over. And now you're like, oh, hey, no. now you guys actually give a shit, academic or corporate. Now all of a sudden you guys care, go fuck yourselves. Uh, job satisfaction, according to the conference board, is low and has been in continual decline. The gig economy is growing, economic insecurity is growing, and wage growth overall has stagnated. Fewer people are covered by employer-sponsored health insurance than in the past, according to the Kaiser Foundation surveys. And a strikingly high percentage of people, even those covered by insurance, say they forego treatment and medications 
because of cost issues. I look at the workplace and I see stress, layoffs, longer hours, work-family conflict, enormous amounts of economic security. I see a workplace that has become shockingly inhumane. Well, we should get a government program for that. Uh, you reference Professor Nuria Chinchilla of the IESE Business School, which means jack shit, who described this as social pollution. What does that mean? She has said that the real inconvenient truth is not that we that there is environmental pollution, which it certainly is, of course, but that there is also social pollution. The work hours that companies are demanding of employees are causing the breakup of marriages, burdens of raising children, and general disruption to family life. So are we going to attack feminism for that too? Is feminism and women just growing up to be, you know, not not um non not supporting wives but nagging? I gotta have the career come first. Me me me. Sorry, I'd like to I'd like to change the tune on that. I know it's getting old hat, but it's every once in a while I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna. Then I see another instance where, and I I'm not gonna mention who or because, but it was anecdotal. I look, I'm like, could could you just not be such an ass to your husband? Could you could you support him? He made a decision. Will you support him? No. You gotta question every fucking decision he made, and that just whittles him down and down and down. And down. And then they're like, you know, I'm not happy. Well, that's because you made your husband a fucking miserable wreck. If we're going to start blaming uh, corporations on the breakup of the family, well, you better start going and looking at feminism. But I have a feeling we're not going to look at that. Uh, And the family unit is an important source of social support. Wait, whoa, whoa. Nuria. Did you just say the family unit is important? Boy, uh... Someone contact the Democrat Party. She has to be assassinated. She has to be taken out. That is not towing the line. You can see this in stories from my book, The GE Guy Who's on the Road All the Time and Never Sees His Kids Until He Finally Decides to Quit. Well, so she coined the term social pollution, and I think that's a wonderful term. Companies should care about what they are doing to the social environment, not just the physical environment. Yeah, well, you know, when they start offering telecommuting, which would solve all these problems, let me see how smart the captain is. How many years ago did I come up with that solution? Five, six years ago? Ah, fuck it. You draw that out in the book, a focus on corporate sustainability that ignores social damages. No one would ever stand up, or at least not many people, and say, we clear-cut this rainforest, or we took the top of this mountain off for coal and are proud. But 3G Capital will probably stand up and say, we've laid off one-fifth of the workforce, let's pat ourselves on the back. And we tolerate it. The point I make several times is that there are behaviors with respect to the physical environment that we have decided are impermissible. You are no longer permitted to burn what you want and throw it into the air or dump whatever chemical you want into the water. Companies have accepted this now and parade their environmental bona fides. Isn't it bona fides? Meanwhile, these companies are engaging in all kinds of things that are harming the human beings who work for them. These are things they should report on, and these are things that we should stop tolerating. I'm not necessarily against that. Why is this normal? I can speculate. Maybe it's because we see the polar bears and the trees and the physical environment as not being angentic in the sense of not being able to take action to defend themselves. And maybe we see human beings as being more agentic. Oh, agency. That's the word. Agentic means of agency and responsible for their own well-being. When I talk about this book, I've had plenty of people say to me that if someone doesn't like where he's working, then he needs to go find another job. It's true, which is easier said than done. No, 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 if you didn't have debts and if you didn't have kids you couldn't afford, you could be free, but you guys all decide to go and have kids and take on debts. 
Um, you talk about a number of barriers to moving, and one of them is individual psychology. What is the psychological dynamic? There are many issues. One simple one is that we should never overlook is sheer exhaustion. Finding a job in itself is a job. If you are physically or psychologically drained by workplace stress, then you're not going to have the capacity to go out and look for another job. Well, I guess you guys got to man up, huh? One thing I get kind of tired of is, well, I, I go to college full-time. And I can't work out. Don't give me your crap. You want to be superior. You want to be better. You want to have a better life. You better, you better learn to work way more than 40 hours a week. You better learn to do 60 to 80 for a long time and then dividends pay off. Everybody wants to be unique, but no one wants to put the effort in. Companies also pay, play to our egos. They say, what's wrong with you? Aren't you good enough? We're a special organization. We're changing the world, and only certain people are going to be up for the task. Who wants to admit they're not good enough? And we are influenced by what we see our peers doing. I've had people say to me, I look around and all my colleagues are working themselves to death. What makes me think I'm special that I don't have to? We have come to normalize the unacceptable. It's hideous. No, you know what? People are sheep. And if they can't fucking say, no, I'm not going to buy this luxury SUV, or I'm not going to get this McMansion, how they deserve all the punishment in hell is coming. This is, you know what? Fuck his book. Fuck it. I thought there was going to be a little bit more. What else we got for news? Let me pull up my little notepad here. Uh, ooh, Walmart. Yes, open. Oh, I bet you Forbes is going to make me click on it. Hey, do you really want to read this? One dollar a day buys Walmart Associates a college degree. This won't flood the already flooded market. Walmart, Walmart announced this morning, the same day its annual formal business meeting for shareholders begins, a new education benefit for all full-time, part-time, and salaried Walmart and Sam Club store, supply chain, and home ch- office Associates, that covers the cost for associate and bachelor's degrees in business or supply chain management, both of which I could have told the people, the corporate executives down at Walton, or I'm sorry, not Walton. What's the place in Arkansas? Benton, Arkansas? I could have told you guys that's a waste of money, it's a waste of education. Supply chain, you guys aren't the, you guys aren't the experts in supply chain management, that's Amazon. What are you guys doing trying to get into their business? On the conference call that announced the program to the media yesterday, Julie Murphy, EVP of People. Oh, my God. Let's look this broad up. Julie Murphy, Executive Vice President of People. I'm sorry. This is, I guarantee you, um, this is straight Gen Xer crap. I guarantee she's not some old. Only, only Gen Xers do this. Wait, this here for People? Well, maybe not. She's a little bit older. Julie Murphy is the executive vice president of people for Walmart. Yeah, that's enough for me not to want to shop at Walmart. Can we just have an American store that isn't all faggoty and gay? Can I just have like, hey, it's it's the America store, like true value hardware. I don't think they have a corporate social responsibility department. You walk in, it smells like chainsaw oil. You got your seeds and your, your fertilizer over there, and there's this guy named Phil. And he's got a peppered beard and mustache. He's got wisdom. He's got his apron on. And what can I find for I See, I need uh, a 3 a bolt with this, this gauge of thread. He knows exactly where it is. Doesn't have his MBA. He just knows how to fix shit, which is more than what this guy. Julie Murphy, the executive vice president of people. Fuck. 
supporting 1.5 million associates. Just call them employees across the United States. She began her career in 1985 as an hourly management trainee. She continued taking on increasing responsibility, serving as assistant manager, store manager, district manager. Eventually, okay, good. She uh, mail room to boardroom. Good for her. I just holds a degree in management. Oh, good for you. Maybe that's why she thinks that this is a good idea. Let's just all get degrees. All have education because I'm successful. It's not because I worked hard and didn't get pregnant at 13. I'm successful because of my degree. Uh, Julie Murphy, executive vice president of people at Walmart, said that this program was key to win the future of retail. In a statement released by Walmart, Greg Foran, CEO of Walmart U.S., said, investing in the personal professional success of our associates is vital to Walmart's future success. Oh, this is the old employees are our greatest asset. Even though the article I just read, all the CEOs are fucking over their employees. We know training and learning opportunities empower. Oh, God, did you use the word empower? The word that means nothing anymore? Associates to deliver for customers while growing and advancing their careers. If this program is as successful as Walmart executives hope, it won't be. They estimate up to 68,000 Walmart associates will participate. It would give Walmart the most scalable approach to helping America's workforce go to college. Starbucks College Achievement Plan, currently the nation's largest, has enrolled about 7,000, according to Gretchen Carlson, CEO and co-founder of Guild Education, which helped Walmart develop the program. What's the Starbucks College Achievement Plan? Like, do you pay for accounting, engineering? Let's click on this. Oh, look at that. It's through Arizona State University. Oh, I guess I guess when corporations want to enlist 86,000 students into a program, they're not going to do it at a bricks and mortar. Oh, dang, dabby dooby dooby dab. Partner name, ba da da. Yeah, I just wanted to see what they're. And also covers the full tuition cost coverage for part time and full time employees to earn a bachelor's degree at Arizona State University online. The Lumina Foundation, who has agreed to research and measure the impact of Walmart's program through an independent evaluation, reports that approximately 40% of Americans have a college degree. 40%? 40%? Is that like include children and, and old retirees too? Far lower than for citizens of Korea, Japan, Canada, Ireland, and the UK, to name a few, where degrees are issued to over 55% to those aged 25 to 34. You know what? We should all get doctorates. And I'm going to come up with super doctorates. And you can only get them at the Aaron Cleary School of Fuck All. And you get your you get your super doctorate, and then you can apply. Well, I have a super doctorate. I've spent 43 years in college, and at the age of 57, now I'm finally qualified to work in the labor force. The program was designed, according to Walmart, to give their associates more confidence, improve their lives, and help them with their careers, whether they continue their careers at the retailer or move on. The only requirement to participate is you have to be working at Walmart over 90 days to register for the program. There's no requirement to stay with the company after graduation. The chain says its objectives for the programs. Well, yeah, how do you take away their credits? You can't take away their credits. If they go to Arizona State University online, well, you, oh, wow, thankful. I worked at the U of M Police Department, and, and they, they promised not to take away my college degree. Well, thank you very much. 
the chain says its objectives for the program are to increase social re- associate retention, improve engagement with associates, improve customer service, and increase the number of applicants for people who work at the company. Why don't you just pay them more damn money? And, like, you get a deal through ASU. Why are you wasting labor resources, managerial resources, setting up this program? I, oh, no, I know, I know. It's marketing. It's marketing. Uh, da, 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 da. The program kicks off today with two curriculums, business or supply chain management for associates of bachelor's degree with additional curriculums to follow at three nonprofit universities, University of Florida, which is ranked 17th in the nation for business. Oh, Oh, is it the University of Florida? Because I could have swore it was like Wharton and Harvard and Chicago and Northwestern. Yeah, University of Florida. Brandham University and Bellevue University. The five-year-long program will include what Carlson calls having a personal coach for education. My God. We, we have printed off so much money and there's so little actual economic production going on. We are making, create, mate work. I thought the government was going to do the broken window fallacy thing. I thought only the government was in the business of creating completely worthless and unnecessary jobs just to bolster figures. But now we got the private sector doing it too. I'm an educational leadership coach. <laughs> I'm in charge of outreach programs to empower Walmart and associates to get their degrees in worthless shit. Personal coach. When do you just stop coddling? I never had a personal coach in college. Hey, here's your degree. Hey, go look up your class. All right, now attend. All right. These three universities were selected out of over 300 that they reviewed based each on the school's experience of serving working adult students and having a higher than average student graduation rate. As exa- <laughs> Higher than average. It just means they passed them along. As an example, Brandon University is a Hispanic-serving institution that has graduation rates of 82% as compared to the national average of 55 Yeah, That's not a, that's not a, a degree mill, is it now? I'm sure they, they, it's because they got, they got superior teachers over there just passing those steps. They're really holding those kids up to the academic rigor. The program also continues to cover the cost for associates and eligible family members to earn a high school degree or GED, which is already which was already a Walmart associate benefit. Walmart would not disclose how much they have budgeted for this program, but estimates that the 68,000 of the 1.4 million associates would have an interest in participating based on the discussions. The 68,000 includes associates enrolled in the college degree, but high school GED programs. Total cost of program they point out is difficult to estimate until they know what degree programs are signed up for and which universities the poor fucking bastard teachers that got to teach these guys. Imagine this. You get these Walmart employees that don't even have the GEDs and our high school dropouts. <clears throat> and they're from uh, uh, Tallahassee. Let's just say some southern yokel hick. And, and Jessup is going to go online. And Brenda, uh, who's on her fifth kid from the fourth father at 27, she's going to take these classes online. Keep going to get educated. I can't get educated because education is my future. Missing her teeth when she says, chur, future. That's when your teeth show. She ain't got no front teeth like Mater. Mater from Cars. Well, gee, ah. And could you imagine 68,000 of these students descending on some professorial schmuck 
at the University of Florida or ASU online, and he gets thousands, thousands of t- uh, these these morons, these these agape, open mouth, knuckle dragging morons. What? What, what I remember one time I taught when I was teaching in, in college, my students, like half the class didn't know what the word subsidize meant. Like to go to college, you, to do any decent job of it and not drive your professors nuts, you have to have this modicum of intelligence. You have to have this basic level of education. And you're going to take Walmart from the, the southernest of the south and Jessup and Billy Bob and who dang diggly and ding dang diggly do. They're all going to go and sign up for what? Advanced uh, supply chain management? They're going to sign up for uh, uh, statistical analysis? They're going to all learn uh, what a Gantt chart is and the critical path is? Why is critical? I need my diesel for my diesel who dang diggly dodge dang diggly ram truck. That that, that critical, I don't understand what vendor got to go and do all that. And can you imagine when they pass that? See, now Brigham, here's the other thing. This Brigham, Brandham, they're going to pass these morons off as like college-educated people. I got me my hair college degree. What is it? From uh, Brandham University. I was educated. I was very smart. He'll still wear his scotch hat that, uh, what is it, Kyle's dad wears from uh, South Park, but he'll be in a suit. Oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. Walmart floods the supply chain management industry with a bunch of fucking hicks. Uh, In order to see how much of an impact this would have on Walmart's bottom line, we took a calculator to the bachelor's degree business at University of Florida, the published per credit hour charge. Yeah, they're going to go through ASU. It's going to be a lot cheaper. Is $552 a credit? For non-Florida... What the hell is wrong with you kids? Walmart may not have negotiated a lower price per credit based on the volume of students they expect to... Oh, they did. Walmart is a master at that. You know what's going to be funny is when you all find out what Walmart's paying, then maybe you guys, maybe you students will have like the actual balls to say, yeah, we're not going to college until you lower the tuition. 120 credits are needed to graduate with a minimum 2.0 GPA. Good luck. Except Brendham, they'll lower it. Would you bring Walmart's cost to 66000 Per associate that graduates less, of course, of 360 per year for the individual pays. According to the UF online rep that I spoke with over the phone, the typical part-time student takes two courses a semester. Most courses are three credits. They have three semesters a year. If indeed just half of the 68,000 Walmart associates did register at UF online, the cost to Walmart in one year for just tuition would be $338 million. Less than $12.4 million that each student pays $1 a day for the year. Walmart is also picking up the cost of books and other fees. Significant, but just 0.07 of the reported estimated revenue of $485 billion. Well, a third of a billion is not anything to see. I know you guys, I know you journalists look at um, revenues and you think that's how much they make. What is, what's Walmart's profitability? They should be able to have a couple billion, I'd imagine, Walmart. Profit. Let's do 2017. I have a degree in business. Walmart's earnings crush expectations. 
50%. How many pages do I have to go down before you just tell me what they made? Revenue. What is the profits? Net income in the third quarter, $1.75 billion. So uh, 2 times 4, 8 minus 1, 7 billion. Make 7 billion here. Yeah, they can afford that. Oh, dang it. Bet you Lou Whelan. Lou and, and Jessup couldn't do the math on this. The IRS under Section 127 of the tax code allows employers to deduct up to $5,250 per year in paid educational expenses without the employee being taxed. If you were to take those two, three credit course terms, courses a term for all three terms at UF, Walmart will have just paid under $10,000 in tuition costs. Blah, blah, blah. May deduct the entire amount, not consider wages. Joe Osco, ba ba da ba ba do do do. You know what? Let's just throw another third of a billion dollars into the already inflated education market. And then we're going to flood the world of supply chain management with Llewellyn's and Jessup's. Okay, that's it. Uh, the old Claremeister has to go and continue battling the Scorpions. Uh, I'm going to be driving a motorcycle ride up from Vegas to Reno. To Salem, Portland. Let's see if Jack Donovan's around. Uh, then up to Seattle. Although I'm going to try to avoid Seattle with all my might because I don't trust tetanus infected hippies and dirt bags to not run me off the road on my motorcycle. And I'm going to go up into the Cascades, do a little bit of hiking with TJ Martinell, and then make my way back down through southern Idaho. I've never gone. Never been to Boise. I've only gone through that panhandle where Interstate uh, 90 goes over. Now I think I'm going to come in on the other side of the Grand Tetons into Jackson. Then I don't know. I'm, there's a piece of me that wants to go visit uh, what few friends I have over in Wyoming. Uh, but then at that point I could drop south and then inevitably... i got to go back to Vegas. i got to go back to Vegas. But damn, once you get to that side, yeah, it's like, ah, Black Hills are right there, man. Black Hills are right there. Only problem is hotel prices are insane, this damn economy. Oh, you guys all love Trump. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to pay $120 for a hotel. I have a feeling I'll just have to cut it short and go and make a separate trip out to the... See, then i got to drive across South Dakota and Minnesota, and that's just boring as hell. I'll figure it out. These are problems, problems that the old Claremeister has. Big problems. Do I... Do I make it a three-week trip around the country driving my motorcycle in the American West or only two and a half? These are big problems. All right, I'll see you guys later. Check out all that shit I told you about. Olderbrother.com, patreon.com slash Aaron Cleary. Buy books, Worthless Degree Awareness Month. All that other shit. Share, like, subscribe, but more importantly, share. So maybe this year we can prevent these stupid idiot millennial Gen Zer kids now from majoring in stupid crap. Toodles.